episode 157 of the Mile High Show. Kicking back at Big Daddy E's Barbecue in Chino Valley. Check them out at, uh, what are they? What's their website? BDEBBQ.com. I'm looking all over the yeah. window here. <laughs> well, he's got a couple of them up there. I think they're the wrong ones because yeah. we just relaunched his. He's adding some uh, online ordering so you can put your orders in online. Just come in, pay for them online, come in, pick them up, and be on your way because he does get pretty pretty packed out, especially when the weather's nice and the patio's out going. Today it's a little chilly in Chino Valley, and I'm sitting out on the patio with... Darren Mahoney, what's going on, man? Uh, you know, like you, just kind of hanging out, getting this first little blast of what feels like winter is yeah. to come. At least fall. At least it fall. is. Did you catch some of that little drizzle earlier? You know, we did not. I, uh, I left my uh, lawn tractor outside last night, and apparently we got a little bit of the sprinkles, but I heard Prescott yeah. got it pretty good. Yeah, I saw some people posting on some of the forums on Facebook and that. Um, that they were getting a little drizzle in Prescott, and then I was telling my wife this because I was doing some work in the house, moving a bunch of gear from inside to the garage, and getting the studio, the photo studio rebuilt. I had okay. to tear it all down for some road jobs this week, so yeah. I'm putting it all back in. And it was all gray and windy, and she was heading out. She was supposed to be somewhere at noon. Oh man! And uh, uh, I told, I said, "Hey, I just saw online it's raining and it's drizzling in Prescott." And she was going to be outside with some friends doing oh, some wow. stuff. So I said, you might want to check with them. I don't, she goes, no, I'm, I'm sure it's, it looks fine here. Then my son and I ran down, oh, an unofficial, not a real sponsor, but a good guy, Tom's Print and Sign here in okay. Chino Valley on the highway. He's doing some work for me, some big banners. So me and my son jump in the car, and we, we run down to go drop off a thumb drive to get some things printed, and we start getting hit pretty oh, good, wow. right up by us. Wow. Yeah, pretty good drizzles, you know, where we needed the, the wipers. And we need it. I don't think we got anything uh, in October. Yeah, I don't think so. No. But a little drizzly, so I get back home, and sure enough, she was still there. She goes, yeah, they called me and said, we're not going to do saved a what trip. we had planned. <laughs> yeah, so, but then a little bit drizzle, a lot of wind, but it was dry after that. Yeah. I was expecting it to start pouring. Yeah, it started getting the leaves down out yeah. of the trees. You're starting to see that everywhere now. Yeah. But it's nice. I, you know, I'm not a I'm not a cold weather guy. I no. like heat. This is too cold for me. I'll Where take are you originally from? San Francisco Bay Area. Okay. Our heat waves were in the 80s. Yeah, and there was yeah. Uh, we were right on the bay. We right were in, on the bay. in Hayward. Okay, re- between Oakland and San Jose, right on that East Bay. And uh, we were right on the you know the Hayward ended at the bay. Mm-hmm. So we we're our house was two three blocks. Nah, nah, I'm exaggerating. Probably about two miles from okay. the. Uh, from the marshland. We used to ride our bikes there. You know, we'd go ride our bikes out there when we were kids and right crawdads and throw rocks in the water and stuff and and walk out on the mud when low tide yeah, that. So yeah. it was close. Right we always had that bay air, the, the, the wind coming off. Your temperature dictated what the ocean was going to do. Yeah, yeah, well, we never we never had any. I mean, our, our, our heat waves, if we, if we had four days in the summer that was over 80, that was a scorcher, and it was always accompanied by a, a breeze. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like. That. I was. I'd be cold in the yeah. winters. Like, yeah. I mean, in the summer. And then our winters were. I mean, we had a little bit of snow that hit the ground and immediately melted mm-hmm. in Hayward. Right. Maybe three times in forty-five, fifty. But years. always that cold, damp. Yeah, but it was beer. never even that yeah. cold. It was yeah. pretty moderate. It wow. was not. It was all right. And then, uh, so it always stayed. You know, our, our cold was. You know, if it was in the forties, that was freezing. You had right. frost on your windows. Right. And I always wanted. The heat. I'll take the heat as long as I don't have to wear. If I can be in flip flops, and yeah. shorts and a, and a loose I shirt, I'm happy. Yeah, unlike I, Eric here, who's got to be slaving over the the stove cooking right? his fine drinking? beef here. <laughs> Almost <laughs> fell down. <laughs> that, but that no, been great on my, the yeah. My my, my jobs. I mean. Since yeah. high school was taking pictures and stuff, so you got to lug around gear too. If you're Cameron, you're yeah, down in if it's 115 yeah, degrees. Cases with yeah. rollers on them. Yeah. Who cares now? I'll, yeah. ta- I'll take I'll take 105 in Phoenix as long as I can be comfortable. Yeah, like you know, you put me yeah. in a shirt and tie. No weddings. Right. No. If I'm no. shooting a wedding, I want it 45 degrees. I want yeah. it. That's fine because I got to be. I got to wear socks. Yeah. <laughs> and pants. And you got to move around. <laughs> yeah. But. uh Usually, I'm not. I'm not a fan of winter. I don't like it. I don't like the snow. When we first moved out here, and we got a little bit of snow that first year. I was like, I didn't know it snowed here. Didn't didn't do my research. But did you find that in the mornings, though, the morning and the 
evening parts were probably the worst, but in the day it kind of got to a comfortable something you could do. Well, here, here. It, yeah, because it's if we could we could get six seven inches of snow and it'd be melted by one o'clock in the afternoon, right? And sunshine and right. that. It, so it wasn't that bad. It's just a shock for me not doing my homework and going. Oh, I'm going to Arizona and it snows. Where, right. Wait, where am I moving? What? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. But now I'm finding, as I'm getting older, especially with my son Anthony, I'm kind. Of, I, look, I look forward to. He likes the colder weather. He likes the snow. He mm-hmm. likes to play in it. He likes the seasons. He likes the seasons because yeah. that's all he's known. Because Phoenix, you're not going to get that. Yeah, you and get the, one, two seasons. What? Cool or hot? Hot, <laughs> hot. Nuts. That's it. Hot, cold. <laughs> hot, not so hot. Uh, he likes it, and so I'm enjoying him enjoying it. And then again, as I'm getting older, I, I tell you what, it used to drive me nuts if it was too cold or rainy and I had stuff to do. It's like, I'm just, I'm wasting time. And it, now I'm like, hey, it's raining. I don't have to do That's nothing. Right. That's a couch and a remote. That means an off day for me. I'm a book and I'm <laughs> sleeping. So, so today I was telling oh, you before yeah. we started up. I was, yeah, I was sitting on that couch going, I, hey, this is, yeah, I got to go. Though. I gotta, it's, yeah. it's easy to do, and I, yeah. I hope it isn't that way come Sunday because I will definitely take advantage of it. <laughs> <laughs> when we talked last, we were uh, with Les Lyman over mm-hmm. at your place, yes. and, uh, and you were uh, just getting ready to hit the road. Mm-hmm. Soon went up through Colorado and yeah, stuff. Yeah, went up through Colorado, and uh, we... Uh, Oh, maybe five or six stops. We, I think our tour, we left here like early in the morning and drove all the way up into uh, Cortez and Durango. Yeah. And uh, got situated for our shows the next day. But it was a, it was a very uh, enjoyable tour. It Who's was, we? Uh, that would be Sherry Finzer and um, Will Clipman, along with a, a really famous harmonica player, Art Patience. Yeah. And uh, we joined forces to set up a, a tour. And we... We we did some house concerts. We did some very um, old theaters yeah. in some of the old mining towns up in uh, Colorado, oh, La Vida, and um, places like that, as well as you know, we were in Grand Junction and over to Colorado Springs. And it was, you know, what it was. It was kind of the perfect time to go out on tour because yeah. the weather was just beautiful. We actually got to witness the um, the eclipse up in Gunnison, Colorado. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's get Eric just cruised by with his Eric clothes. Eric also does laundry. Are you gonna, are you gonna be you gonna be modeling some stuff for us? Okay, all right. Show. We we get to describe it here on the radio. I noticed he didn't have any pants. I love how he holds his hand on his hip as he walks by. I believe that's called sashaying. <laughs> I'm worried that none of that had pants on them. Oh no, no. So if he's just coming out in his tidy whities and his and his nice clean pressed starch shirt, shirt, I'm a little worried. Waiting for that uh, Bob Seger ta- song to turn on. <laughs> Just take them old records. <laughs> he slides through the kitchen. Doing his Holding best, a brisket. <laughs> doing his best Tom Cruise. Oh, now, walk me through how you set something like that up. Because I, I, I have... I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to wrap my head around how, how things like that are done. I've been talking with some, uh, some comics recently who were getting ready to do a, a self-promoted tour... Through starting in Phoenix down to Tucson, across New Mexico mm-hmm. into Texas and mm-hmm. beyond, and then loop back around through Colorado, and they're doing it all on their own, right? Trying to work it together, and it just while they were explaining this to me, I, I was I was getting dizzy thinking of all the preparation. Mm-hmm. When you buy a ticket to a show, to a concert, to a even a house party or or a small club party, or in, in their cases, they were doing things like. Uh, they had a couple of barbershops mixed in where they yeah. booked barbershop gigs mm-hmm. at night. Yep. Uh, a lot of bar shows, comedy shows. For a customer, you walk into one of those places and it your preparation is making sure you got your wallet, mm-hmm. making sure you got your coat, mm-hmm. and getting there or arranging for your ride or whatever right. else. All the prep that they went in, I was baffled. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't, we didn't get into how they right. did it and everything. But for you guys, it was a, the four of you? There was the four of us. Now, what comes first? Uh, what you comes, guys what sitting com- there going, this is where we want to go, or do you plan it out and then go, who's going to join me? Right. And and you start that off with you want to have a product to sell, uh, a new product. So um, most tours start off with um, a release of an album. You get it out there. You create the buzzes by pre-releases yeah. or EPs. And then what it is, and a lot, and I give uh, the record label, Hard Dance Records, 
um, Sherry, she, the the girl that I play with and perform with, the flutist, she owns this record company. So f- me and her, you know, when it comes time to we want to get do a tour, what the what the deal is is you 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 start off with dates. When would okay. we like to do this? And then you start. You have to check with like with with Will Clipman, who tours all over the world with uh, our Carlos Dakai, uh world famous uh, Indian flautist. Yeah. Uh, you got uh, Will Eaton. William Eaton down from uh, Phoenix plays real exotic instruments that he handcrafted. So he tours all over the place. So we got to make sure he's available. And as well as with Art Patience, are you available? And he was getting ready to release an album. So we thought, wow, there's a double double whammy there. Now what we do is we we start getting together is where do we want to go? Where do we want to hit? And from that, this is what we want to do. We book, if we want to go out for a couple weeks, we book... Can we book a big show Wednesday, big show Friday, and a big show Saturday? And everything in between, we try to scrap out. Um, we look for a smaller, um, could be a smaller venue or anything, a place that does live music. Yeah. And we'll get those on our off days, the Tuesdays and Thursdays and the Mondays, Sundays even possible. Sundays, yeah. usually we like to have a travel day. Yeah. So from there, you got to book the big show and then book the littler shows around it and then move on. Um, and... Sometimes it works out beautiful. Everything's in a line, but uh, you know, look at some of the tours out there. <laughs> You'll see they're all they're up going up the coast to Washington. Boom, they're in Rhode Island. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then they're like all of a sudden they're back in it's the like, Dakotas or something, coming like, like that. The guy that books this doesn't have an atlas. No, and, <laughs> and you 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 got to really be on top of everything, and you have to call the venues and keep in. You know, now you get into the advertisement. Yeah, what are you going to do for us, and what am I going to do for you? Um, do you guys that you got to ask all these questions and then the contracts come out stating that when I show up, we are going to perform yeah. regardless of ticket sales or whatever, you know, like that. And so, yeah, I, I will say, you know, before I, Sherry takes a lot of Sherry Finzer is one of the hardest working individuals in the, especially in the new age, um, meditational, acoustic, inspirational, adult contemporary stuff. She's one of the I've watched her go from just yeah. being a flautist in a symphony and then me and her playing together and her wanting to, you know, hey, I want to learn more about this and how do we do this? How do we not have to spend money on the promotions? Yeah. How can we do this? And she built it up into an empire to where she's representing a lot of very famous oh, nice. um, artists out there that are on her label. If not that, she also owns the promotional company, gotcha. RS Promotions. So she takes care of a lot of that. So what she does is she has the vision, and then she has, you know, I'm, I'm right there beside her, um, helping her doing what I can. And so it, it does. It takes a lot of planning. People, it, that tour we just took was almost a year in the making. Wow. And, you know, and it turned out great. We had really great turnouts everywhere. Um, it was nothing but a blast. We, You know, you also want to pick people you can travel well yeah. with. And how do you, how were you guys traveling? Well, me and Sherry traveled together. Um, we drove in uh, the, my vehicle. We loaded up all the, the equipment from guitars to sound. Um, we brought our own sound systems. Um, gotcha. That was going to be And the then the other vehicle was uh, Art and um, uh, the intern for Heart Dance Records, Jonah B. Boone. Jonah was actually filming a documentary. Oh, nice. And uh, so the whole trip, he was just kind of like a silent person out yeah. there uh, taking these videos and asking questions. After every show, he'd go to the audience, and unbeknownst to us. So he knew what he was doing. And he went out there and talked to the audience. What, was, what did they like about the show? What, how did they feel during the show? Yeah. And what made them want to buy the CD? And we just got done looking at one of the final edits of the documentary. And as an artist touring, you don't really get to see a lot of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're packing your gear. While I'm packing, and you know, we of course we got to go out and sell the CDs. You know, sit at the table and meet and talk yeah. to people. But after that's done, I'm running back and I got to go pack up because we got to be out of there. Yeah. Um, either to the place where we're staying or we're on the road trying to get to the next place. And so that's my job. And then Sherry takes care of kind of more the the, the finance part of it. She takes care of the tickets and yeah. gets the money, the business, the, kind of, the business ends of it. So I don't get to see that. So by watching this, uh, the edit, one of the final edits on the documentary, um, it just made me realize why I like doing the tours. Yeah. 
Now, is he, uh, what's the filmmaker's name again? Jonah Boone. And he's an intern for the record label. He was, a, he was an intern for the uh, record company, as well as uh, now he's uh, moved off and he's out down in Florida, and he's going to be doing some stuff down there. He's also, um, uh, God, I hate I pigeonholing it because he's such a phenomenal artist. <laughs> Hip-hop, but um, spoken word, and yeah. he's just, man, I, it was funny because, you know, we're a, people would call us a new age band. Or a new yeah. age outfit, uh, meditational music stuff you'd hear maybe getting a massage or whatever. <laughs> but uh, his stuff, he we brought him out in Grand Junction at the Performing Arts Center, and it was a surprise to him because it was the last show on the yeah. tour. And I says, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we want to we want to bring up a person that's been doing this documentary for us, and uh, we 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 got to know him and we knew what he does, and we brought him up and we played a real funk kind of uh jazz and an a minor kind yeah. of thing and he got out there and you know most of our audience is an older crowd and by the end of the song he had everybody up in the air nice. with the hands waving like they just don't care and, and nobody filming that part of it no nobody ah. was filming it he had set the camera down so all he kind of you know is yeah. every photographer knows make sure the camera's off because all he got was a lot of feet walking <laughs> by <laughs> but it was uh you know it was it was cool because it was mixing of cultures. Yeah, yeah. And we we did it a couple times. We were at a, an old cabin in some old mining town. We just got our instruments out sitting around, and, you know, you, you could tell, you know, that he's got his own craft, but he also yeah. had an eye with the camera and shooting A rolls, B rolls, yeah. you know, interview rolls, so you can mesh them all together. So I, for people like you and him, I I, I have... I respect that a, a lot because cool. you're having to tell a story, not not if it's with your radio show or if it's with the pictures that you take, which are phenomenal. Um, there's stories to those, yeah, and that's a that's an art in itself to me. Now, was he doing? Is this project, this documentary, is it independent? And is is it his, or was he doing it? He's for doing the it label? for the label. Okay. Now, what, when's it? When is the public? Gonna we're be gonna to we're gonna be shortly releasing um, bits and pieces of this. Okay. Um, you know, kind of you know as you do in the music Little business, teasers. teasers. And then um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna hopefully do a, 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 a kind of a, a fan appreciation show. Oh, nice! And get people to come out, and we may we may do that at the barn here up in Chino. Oh, cool! And uh, so we'll have, you know, the the bands, Trilog and Art Patients, yeah. and you know we'll have some, you know, it's just an outdoor atmosphere. People bring their lawn chairs, nice. And then we'll have a screen up there, and what we'll do is while we're doing the dinners or whatever, eating or people, you know, barbecues. Uh, we'll have that up planned so people can sit around How and cool. watch it and then watch the performance of the show that we did on tour. Any kind of target date? Uh, looking probably for? looking probably spring. As you know, spring. Chino, you yeah. know, when it starts getting a little spring, yeah, yeah. we haven't solidified a date on it yet. But that's kind of the talk with it. But you'll be able to, through Heart Dance Records' Facebook page or my Facebook page, you know, Hit through those. that. We should have done uh, that right at the front. Darren right? Mahoney, it's D-A-R-D-A-R-I-N, Mahoney, M-A-H-O-N-E-Y. But uh, Sherry Finzer and our trio is called Trilog, like dialogue, but Trilog. Yeah. And just check those out. Uh, we, we try to keep things interesting, try to keep a kind of a story about what we yeah. do, because what we do do is real. And we like to, because people spend their time and their money buying our products and our CDs, there's an attachment there, and they like to see, they want to see the video of, when we were stuck in a traffic jam yeah. in the middle of Colorado, in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and they were blocking the road because they were clean the dynamite or whatever. We <laughs> pulled up. Right when we pulled up, another one bites the dust came on by Queen. My door and Sherry's door flew open at the same time. This wasn't planned at all. And we started dancing in the middle of the road, <laughs> up in some mountain lake. And there was probably a half mile back up behind us. So what we thought, Sherry goes, Let's go give them CDs. So she grabbed a box of CDs, <laughs> and we went running down, handing out free CDs oh, for nice. people to listen to while they're in the track. But the thing was, there was a couple of them that rolled up the window real, yeah, real they, quick. They he was like, what it? is it? It's a CD of our music. It's like, it's free. I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a, pretty much most of them took one of nice, our CDs. Nice. So it was just one of the moments, and we got that on film. Cool. You know, So that's, that's cool stuff to share because nice. you guys uh, – the people out there that do buy bands music or artists music um you you invest money in their yeah. in their career and why not 
you know, if you really like them, look at their personal life because it's yeah. so available now with social media. Yeah. And I like people to know. That, that brings up a, when you're talking about planning these out and reaching out and advertising and, and booking with the venues and things. There was a time not that long ago when when tours were generated by the record companies mm-hmm. based on airplay on the on the FM or AM dials, where you're being distributed, wh- what markets are playing you hard, what what markets you need to hit. All that's been flipped on its it head has. with social media, and the, the the record companies aren't happy about yeah. that. They're trying to figure a way to. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what? Because there's a lot of aspects to that. Because people can get music in the non-traditional ways, whether it be downloads or Spotify and Pandora mm-hmm. and all those. Um, so the financial aspect of that, but just the logistics of how do you get your product out there? What are you guys finding? What do you? Is 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 the well, record company pushing that, or are you guys individually I, doing that? I recently did a study on my Facebook page, and I asked the question. Um, besides, you know, I, I wanted to ask people that weren't musicians. Yeah. And so I said, all those that are my friends that aren't musicians, I want to know how you listen to music. <laughs> I remember that post. And now let me just step out of that box and come over to the musician side. In the musician side, we have nothing but other musicians telling us to share their Spotify playlist, their Spotify this. If we yeah. play it, we as artists get paid. We get paid a little bit more money than we probably do on Pandora. Not yeah. quite sure, but it's close. So if we share that, so what we're doing is we're trying to generate money for each yeah. of us as an artist. All right. A good share, and I don't have the statistics, a good share yeah. artist out there, we don't buy music unless it's a friend that we're supporting. Yeah. Um, uh, being a, a recording arts and science mem- you know, Grammy member, I get so much music sent to me. Yeah. And I, I truly do listen to them. And when it comes time to, for the voting, I want to make sure I'm voting for what I yeah. really think is good, not what record companies are paying. You know, you get the Billboard Grammy magazine, and the first few pages are Taylor Swift, uh, <laughs> uh, Weekend. You know, it's, it's who the money is yeah. really dumped in it. To get a Grammy is not a cheap thing. So when an independent artist does, a true independent artist does get a Grammy, God, more power to that yeah, person yeah. because they didn't need the 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 machine. The machine, yeah. and that's where music gets lost. It's it's to me, it's processed. It's put through a song mill. Um, it's a formula. Country music is a formula. Yeah. Um, and with the the, the I, I don't want to sound like that old fart guy, <laughs> you know, saying that my music is, and I'm glad I was there. But the, the, the songs have kind of lost their meanings. Every country song to me now is that cliche. It's a yeah. red dirt road with the girl in her shorts wearing my baseball cap while we go down with a keg in the back uh-huh. down to the river and jump in inner tubes and have a hot summer night. Yeah. You know, that's kind of <laughs> what it is. But I understand the market. The market is high school kids, yeah. college kids. They're the ones buying the money to go to these big concerts. Yeah. Um, where you get into the latter part, mine and yours music uh, that we call our the our heyday. Yeah, you know, with me, you know, I the seventies was a, such an impact with Poco and um, Pure Prairie League and stuff. John Denver, I mean, even yeah. John Denver, there was such an eclectic mix that you could like this band and still like this, and it was a songwriting to me that that yeah. felt like it was speaking to me. So I'm from that adage, like I want the song to entertain me. I don't want the Video, what was it? Video cue, killed, the, killed radio. the radio star. Yeah, I don't want to look at uh, uh, something that's doctored up in skinny shorts or a guy that's got his forty dollar or four hundred dollar <laughs> haircut. I want to hear the song. Yeah, don't you miss the days when you could open up a double album and just Al- read it? Got to have the headphones. It didn't care on. if it was Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yeah, look yeah. like they, you know, goat roped up on a walrus or something. They're just. They're they're they who they are, and it's, you can listen and read about them. And it wasn't the image so much that that they gave them that. Yeah, the the days that the music the days come when uh, a Twitter feeds replace liner notes, and yes. I think that's a shame. Yes, and I use Twitter and social media as much as the next you half, have to not in more. This business, and I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. There's a place for it, but there's something about. And again, throw on that old man hat again. There's mm-hmm. something about holding a book yeah. and reading a book. Yeah. Just for the articles. 
turning the page. Right. And I love holding a book mm-hmm. as opposed to read it on the phone or on a Kindle or on, a, on an iPad or listening to it. And I use all of those, but there's something about, and we were talking about it earlier, the, the weather's changing. Mm-hmm. There's something about sitting on the couch in front of the fire with a book in your hand mm-hmm. that is just relaxing and peaceful. And you're immersed in it. You're and, not sitting there anymore. Yeah, you're yeah. there. You, whether you're like, uh, I remember when I first read uh, Lonesome Dove. Yeah, I remember I could I start reading it, and then it was just like watching everything fade. And now you're the camera immersed, immersed, yeah. and you've got those whole. When you have, it kind of spins around back to back to songwriting and and music storytelling. When you're reading a book and I've done this with my my favorite genre mysteries cop mm-hmm. stories yeah. Elmore Leonard's one of my favorite Lawrence Block one of my other favorites I'll I'll read a book and in my head you know he's describing what the main character's wearing and what the car looks like as he's driving down the highway so you've got that but I have a voice in my head of what he sounds like mm-hmm. and what this is like or what the shapes and feels and colors are that aren't given to you, that aren't described. Then you go see that in a movie form, same characters, everything, and say, that's not quite what I, that's not what I envisioned. How much more vivid and detailed is that theater of the mind, like Mm -hmm. the old radio shows? Uh, Same thing with music. I I think we've talked about, I've Mm -hmm. talked about with other songwriters where I get really drawn into the story, the narrative of a song, uh, Tom Waits is one of my all-time yeah. favorites because he just paints such a picture. No matter what he's, what genre of Tom Waits, you know, I'm looking at the old Barfly or the Industrial or whatever he's doing these days. But it's very vivid, and I'll have a thought a story. I remember his album uh, uh, or his song "Romeo Is Bleeding." Uh, I just had this whole movie in my head of what it was like. Some of his other songs. You could have directed the video. And I've got all these ideas of what it means and what did you mean by that phrase. And then I read these articles and he goes, I don't know, they just rhymed. (laughs) Yeah. You just stripped away my. I don't want want that inside baseball. And it kills the buzz. Yeah. It's like (laughs) I've had people uh, with the instrumentals that we do um, confused being one of my most um, played tunes as far as, but it's the most, it's my stairway to heaven. It's my my free bird. It's my, you know, it's it's my swan song. If I never wrote another song, this song is my favorite. I could never write Your another homework, one like it. Yeah. But for me to go out and play it now, when I do the shows, I do kind of explain a little bit. And I try not to, you know, you know, for my illness and stuff. Yeah. I try not to. I don't want to build off of that. But yeah. I got to give you kind of an idea of why the song is called "Confused." Where it came from? I wasn't told I was cured. I was told I was in remission, <laughs> and I wanted to hear the word "cured." <laughs> so that was kind of what that was about. But if I don't say nothing, and then after the show, I have somebody come up to me and say, "Hi, I have cancer," and that song spoke to me so well. And it to me, it just it's one of those. Whew, yeah. How did that transpire? How did that transpire? I didn't tell you that, no. but that's what it clicked, yeah. So tell me, vibrations and music, yeah. and I, I know that sounds real hippie, but yeah. think about it. When you listen and all of a sudden, um, in the God of the Vita or one of you, you know, uh, Houses of the Holy, something comes on, something that you enjoyed as a, a younger uh, person, and you get chills, you get yeah. goosebumps. Yeah, chemically, it just yeah. gives something to you, yeah. you know? And I think, I, I can't... You can't go buy it in the store. You can't go buy it on the street corner. You, it's something that happens in your head when you listen yeah. to it. Those and triggers. Triggers. And then that's, yeah. I think that goes way back into the Indians in the older times when you were beating rhythmically and stuff yeah. like that. It did something for us. And so I don't really know here what we're talking about now. I so, well, we're talk- <laughs> and I, I got to, you know, I, I think I'm going to rename um, Mile High Show. We're just going to call it Tangents because we just got to go it's off. Going. But that ha- I think but, that happened the last time we did. Yeah, this. yeah. no biggie. I, I enjoy that. I think that's that's yeah. a lot more fun. But we were talking about how how things get so prepackaged, and it gets you thinking. And there's been. You know, you hear it portrayed in in movies and TV shows and stuff. It's like, well, what kind of music do you like? I don't know. What 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 am I supposed to like? What did they tell me? What did the ta- powers that be tell me I'm supposed to like this week? Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of 
what's been Fed. what is played constantly over yeah. the radio and it's um you know you get the the cliches of bro country you get the cliches of country artists crossed over to hip hop or yeah. hop hip hop going to the country it's like everybody's grasping for a, some kind of a market that's out there yeah. when actually myself um I've become a real fan of Jason Isbell. Yeah. Um, and then there's another artist, and you know who he is when I tell you the names of the song he's saying and who he's played with. Tominsky, Dan Tominsky <laughs> from Allison Krauss and Union Station, yeah, yeah. from Brother Where Art Thou, Man Consvisarl. Yeah. That's Dan Tominsky. And an uh, interesting story he's bluegrass. He's bluegrass as bluegrass can be. Yeah. Um, listen to his older stuff, uh, Wheels. But. There's a story where uh, Vici or something like that, he was a techno dance music guy. I, I might be I wrong. Yeah. So people listen to this are going to go, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But he's <laughs> no, into the, used to people the, couch, the Coachella and stuff <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. that techno dance. And he wanted to do a song with Dan Tominsky, who's this guy, mine and your age, plays bluegrass, bluegrass. guitar. And Dan's like, I don't know who this guy is. I'm going to pass on it. Well, he goes home and he talks to his daughter. Says, have you ever heard of this guy? He, she goes, he goes, he wants to do a song. And she said he grabbed him and said, do it. No. And now you, he's got this song. It's out there. It's called Hey Brother. Uh, look it up, whoever's yeah. listening. And you'll hear him doing this with this guy. So he was doing a bunch of songwriting. And he started, he goes, you know what? I've got these songs, and he started writing them, and it's called the album's called Southern Gothic. Huh. Look it up when you get home, and tell me tomorrow yeah. what you thought of it. Nice. The songwriting is unbelievable. The titles, Bloodlines, um, Numb, Southern Gothic. It just it's it's. Uh, how did I describe it to the Becky Dalkey today? Yeah. I said swamp grass with. An overdose of Americana. Nice. I'll have to check that out. What's it called again? Taminsky. T Y M I N S K I. I'll tell you when we're no, doing I'll this. Just read yeah, my you'll read it. <laughs> 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 you people listening to this going, they don't know what he doesn't know what he's talking about. They're used to that. On and again, show. Big Daddy V Barbecue. Yeah. Will, uh, <laughs> 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 so let's get back to your road. What, what first stops? You said Cortez. Cortez. We stopped there. Um, that was. We went straight through. We had to. Jonah had never been to Four Corners. The documentary yeah. guy, and uh, we grabbed a bite to eat Cortez, and we shot over to Durango. And we played. Um, we were staying with a guy, Richard Cook. Um, if you've been to Sedona, have you ever seen the xylophones on the street corners? You just pick yeah, up yeah. and bang them. This is Richard Cook. Oh, nice. they're all over the world. He's a Grammy Award winner from uh, Paul Winters. And he has this huge cabin in the middle of 10,000 feet above te- uh, Durango, uh, right next to the valley where Louis L'Amour's ranch was. Oh, nice. And uh, he hired us to come there and play in this yurt. And yeah. you have, if you know what a yurt is. It's like a like, like big, a long, tent. round tent, yeah, yeah, canvas okay. and wood. And this was a big one. It had an eye in the sky, big old sun eyeball looking thing that you could look <laughs> out. And uh, wonderful people. They treated us like kings and queens. There was an old bus on the property that reminds me of the end of the wild, you yeah, know, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. And But a beautiful view. And we played a yurt concert up there in our first show, and the place was packed. People nice. just coming up the mountain. And, you know, what's funny is we sell CDs on these shows. So we get paid to perform. Yeah. And then we make money off the CDs. Well, hardly anybody bought it. A couple people bought some CDs. But we made just as much money with the tips because that's how much they enjoyed the show. Gotcha. So that just set the, the, the mood for the next one. Nice. The next one after that, I believe, well, Colorado Springs. That was a long drive from there to do a show up there in uh, right by the Garden of the Gods, if you've been there. The, I, I've been to Colorado once a couple years ago okay. for a job. And we drove straight up. Colorado Springs, the Garden of the Gods, is an amazing place. You'll have to Uh check. It's almost kind of like a a big upright formation of Sedona Red Rock. Oh, wow. Um, So we played just on that side of the park. That was a great show. Full house. Um, I like the house concerts because they're a little more personal. You can tell the stories. You can talk with them afterwards, and they want to share your stories. And and they're there for you. you. 
It's not like it's not somebody, clanging glasses. Somebody came and... into a bar and goes, "Oh, they're playing music, or mm-hmm. they're telling jokes, right. or they're doing whatever." Right. Half the people vaguely know you're there. The other half are mad because you you just turned off the TV they were watching. You're supplying yeah. ear atmosphere for them. Your well, music house in the background. show, theater show. Mm-hmm. They are there because of you. Right there, it is. They come there to hear. That's and... where I put my tablet. Hey, <laughs> I got it caught on the there. Chair. We go. <laughs> But, yeah, that's exactly it. And when it's that way, I can go into my song a little more in depth. Yeah. I, can, I can really take the time to – we did a and house you, – you know they're listening. They're, they're listening. And we did this house concert last Friday in Anthem, and we had a Russian pianist by the name of – Philip, forgive me. Philip Sharpatov. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll try and post that Sounds on my like Facebook. Now, he's, very, he's Russian, and him and his uh, girlfriend, uh, Kate – came over because Sherry just released the album. In Russia, he couldn't have been able to done that, do that. Oh, wow. So he came over here to see the CDs, but he came over here to do a show with us. And unbelievable the talent that's coming that ha- Russia has. But to see the experience through their eyes. Yeah. They're used to, li- they live in a, a uh, they're flat. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, but they, they came here and they were so appreciative to be able to see to watch somebody experience America for the first time nice. was amazing. But to watch how much passion was in his music, and then to have him listen to us and watch him watching us the same way, it was just it was how m- cool. Oh yeah, and it translated into the audience. The nice. audience wouldn't leave. You know, it was like they just wanted to stick around and talk with everybody. Nice. What uh, back to Colorado? What were some of your uh other memorable or or misadventures anything anything well other, yes, other than got... your, other, other than the <laughs> the highway dance yeah, show you put on. yeah i won't put it I'll, I'll tell you about some other stuff here oh, let's see um cuz so, i know that could be tough traveling it, in close quarters it can, can be, be rough and i i won't say any names for those that <laughs> might um uh places i will tell you an instance where uh, when you do travel and you do some certain areas, you find yourself uh, sharing the rooms together. Yeah. And uh, there was one place we played, and uh, um, I was asleep, and Sherry was sleeping on, uh, there was a bed, and I had like this futon and all this yeah. stuff. So all the band members were kind of crashed out of Dorm there. room. Dorm room. Yeah. And uh, I guess I was sleeping, and she said she rolled over, and there was somebody kind of bent over me. <laughs> just like looking, they were looking at me. So here's the deal: <laughs> there's a code when you're on tour. If you see something happening, you let the other person know. So Sherry, I just told her, I said, "You got to be kidding me! You watch that, and you didn't wake me up." You know. So, but we laugh about it yeah. because the next it was like it was just a little weird. There was another time. This was in. Um, well, what we don't, yeah, glad, what, was, what was going on? <laughs> You know, I, I honestly, I don't know because I was sleeping. But she had said something to the effect that she didn't really know who it was. <laughs> it was just, you know, dark and the moonlight was coming through the windows. So, but there was well, a we, lot of people. Is legal in Colorado. Oh, I'm telling you what. My, so I won't say, yeah. I can t- I'll tell you more a little bit behind the scenes about what was going on. But, yeah, there was a lot of people that ended up crashing up there. And <laughs> so maybe he was lost. Yeah. And, oh, I said he. <laughs> I, I was, I was going to say that I was talking to the guy that uh, works at the comedy store in, in L.A. And we were chatting a couple of weeks ago. And the, the thoughts come up. The, the conversation went to the, the paranormal because everybody says, comedy store's haunted. Comedy store's haunted. Comedy store's haunted. And we were talking. He goes, well, I, I've never seen anything. But I've heard this. I've heard this. And I just asked. I said, okay, now how many people that have seen something were sober and he goes oh no no a lot of coke involved oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the dude yeah the famous words dude yeah. i've seen a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. i know wasn't there but that's after three days up and <laughs> that's funny it's almost like we had talked about this before but your paranormal experience we were in an old old mining town called uh la vida and it is small yeah but a beautiful theater wonderful place we stayed in a cabin that was like built in the 1800s yeah the floor leaned you know it was but it was rustic so it was me sherry finzer will clipman and jonah and art patience so all of us yeah 
So I had been sleeping on the couch a lot or, you know, so, so they finally, you know, you rotate bedrooms. Yeah, yeah. Sherry always got a bedroom. Yeah. But the, us guys would fight between the couch or the floor or the air mattress. So I got this bedroom. Sherry had the bedroom beside me. And Jonah slept on the couch and the other guys down in the downstairs part. Well, that night, you know, we got done with the show. It was a great show. We always afterwards got a bottle of wine, came back, yeah. we'd open a bottle of wine, and we'd sit and talk about the show. And, and one of the artists on there had uh, tarot cards. Tarot cards, yeah. that's what that is. And so he had that out, and he's, you know, everybody's doing their stuff, and Jonah didn't dig that too much. He did, it's not his bag yeah, Mine team. either. Yeah, so yeah. If he did that with me, yeah. I'd get it. Yeah. My own car. So he, own, you could tell he was very car. uncomfortable. Yeah. So anyways, that night... Everybody goes, you know, we all got our wine, and I'm going to bed, and we're going to get up in the morning. We had to drive to a gun or a Cortez or something. And uh, about 2 in the morning, and I'm not, you know, I just had the glass of wine. Yeah. Um, I get up about 2 in the morning to, to use the bathroom, and it was right across the hall from me. So I opened up the door, walked in the bathroom, shut that door, left my door open. And <laughs> I got done, flushed toilet. Opened up the door, turned off the light, and I could just see, you know, my bedroom door yeah. or my bedroom there. I took two steps, and it was like somebody was behind the door. Slammed that thing so hard, harder than uh, a dude coming home finding a Sancho <laughs> in his house. I mean, he it was slammed, and I could not figure out. It froze. Yeah. And I don't have a window open. It wasn't wind. It wasn't a tilted floor. It was I could not explain it. So I sat in my room the rest of the night with the light on. <laughs> but again, let me tell you about Sherry. Sherry, <laughs> Sherry heard it, but she didn't bother to check and see what was going on. And I'm telling her, I said, "It's says, the code of the road." Yeah. So I, I told her, I said, "Man, if that had been you, or if I just, I said, I'd have been up, big brother whooping butt, you know, kind of thing." I said, "You just kind of look over and go, yeah, that could be a problem." Yeah. <laughs> well, I always say, if I'm going to die, I want to die in Sherry. my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but we had such a blast. Um, I think one of my more, the, the moments that I think that gets, we did an event for up in uh, Grand Junction for uh, CASA, which does uh, child advocacy. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we've done some work with them guys before. I'm, and I'm paying attention. I'm going to pull up a Colorado map, though, so okay. I can get a better idea of where. La Vida. You got to go to Lydia. Um, but uh, so we went to uh, Grand Junction and we had to do the Fox uh, news show in uh, Grand Junction. Oh, nice. You were getting some good press. Yeah, we were getting really good press. And uh, one of the representatives that was supposed to meet us there wasn't going to show up from the organization. So we kind of had to do a crash course. We knew about them, but we wanted to know a little bit more about what was going on so we didn't sound like we were blowhards up there. Yeah. So, but anyways, we go and we do that show and. You know, you, you get these people that come up and tell you how much uh, doing this show is going to help this organization out. And you hear the stories yeah. about kids, you know, whether they're with um, parents that are drug addicts or something like that. These three, four, five, six, seven, eight-year-olds, you know, even uh, older, don't know how to navigate the court systems. And this Nor gives them they. no, they shouldn't. Yeah, and this gives them kids. this gives them, I want to say a liaison, uh, 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 somebody that knows how to navigate the court systems for the interest of the child, and that was one of the the, the moments that made me realize that nice. that you know doing these kind of shows really does help people out. It really shines a light on how it's this yeah. is while this is yes a music tour. It's a tour to get your art out there. Mm-hmm. It's intertwined with a bigger get it to the picture. masses so people hear yeah. about it. Because the minute I posted some stuff about it, there's a um, a gentleman. Uh, God, I can't think of his name now. Um, he knew about the organization, and I got a lot of different uh, emails and stuff like that saying that they knew about the organization. Nice. So it gets the word out there. So that, you know, yeah. as much as having fun on the tour and doing stuff like that, but. So where'd you go? I got the map up. Now. All right, so Durango. Cortez. We did Durango, Durango, which is right off to the right of Cortez, yeah. and then take it all the way up to by Denver, Colorado Springs. Okay. And then come back down to the stretch. There's Colorado, Colorado, Springs. Colorado Springs, and you come down to oh, no. somewhere right here, New Mexico. Trinidad. Oh, I'm sorry, La Vida. 
La Vida, right there. Yeah. And then from La Vida, we went to another little town, uh, Del Norte, which is, I think, a l- maybe a little bit farther down this way. Alamosa is still... Monta Vista. Monta Vista, right Del Norte. There. Oh, wow. And then we came back here and then went all the way up to uh, Gunnison, Colorado. You did some swirling around. Almost twenty, almost 2,000 miles. When I went up there... Having never been to that part of the state before, I've done the 40 all the way to the deep south, you know, and then cutting down, and I've done the 10 all the way to all the, the way. deep south years ago. Uh, so I've been through New Mexico, been through, before I moved here, I'd been through Arizona three or four times, ne- never stopped for more than gas and a bite to eat. Um, so when we, we loaded up our van a couple years ago and uh, went up through. We didn't go through the Four Corners. We went through Albuquerque, Santa Fe. Okay. Up Colorado Alamosa. Okay, up there. And we did that. What is that? I just looked at it. Highway 25. Mm-hmm. We, the, where we were going was Fort Collins. Okay, Fort Collins. Had a this job in there. Fort Collins. Mm-hmm. So we went through Denver. And beautiful. And it was, it was time-wise, it was just, okay, we need to come back and do do an untimed trip where we can just drive mm. and go cruise around because I'd love to hit some of those towns that we were seeing the, you know, so-and-so this way, so-and-so that way, but we knew we were just heading through Denver and that mm-hmm. was it. We didn't even, we stopped and gassed up and ate dinner in Denver and then that was it. Didn't even see really see If you ever go up to Del Norte, you got to stop over at the, I believe it's called, excuse me, her name is Candy. It's Chinook. I think it's called Snowy Pines. It's uh, they got cabins there and stuff. Oh, nice! One of the nicest ladies we met. We'd already had the room booked, and she saw us come in there, and she showed us the room, and she was like, "Well, this is it. You know, you could sleep here and this." And then we 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 were happy with that. Yeah. And we says, "Would you like tickets to the show tonight in Del Norte?" Del Norte, and she goes, "Looks at and this is the, the Texas accent." Are y'all famous? <laughs> so we gave her some CDs, and then she went running down, and she goes, hold on. I got something better. And boy, did she ever. She went down and opened up this room. It was like a house with another little another apartment in the back. So she got her own area and all this. So she was just as sweet as could be. Nice. So I, I, I have to give her a, pu- a plug on cool. that. But, yeah, you, I have an idea I've always had. So I've always wanted to start from Chicago. Me and my wife and my guitar, and a camera, and follow the old historic Route 66. Yeah. And I want to interview the, 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 the famous musicians in each of these little towns yeah. and do like a, what's your story? What is cool. a musician brought you here? And then I want to play a song with them. And I want to oh, do that sweet. all the way down through Santa Monica. So that's kind of like our, that's like the big the big bash out yeah. when we're retired. I want to do that. I want to travel because, you know, Seligman, there's some p- great people there, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, from Ashford, all the older, older towns. There's always that color for Angel Seligman. Yep. Um, the, uh, the, the, the barber, barber there and, the and Snowcap, yeah. you know, the, the Delgadillos up there. Um, they did listen to them and, tell stories about the old mother road. I'm a yeah. huge fan of the movie Grapes of Wrath. To watch what I was it was like. Just listening to something, they were analyzing that book, and it made me. I need to go back and read it. Yeah, I need to go back and read it. Tom Jode. Yep. Yeah. Um, somebody posted something up today on Facebook, and I, uh, I can't remember who. I apologize because I don't remember who it was. Yeah, you know, little memes people throw up, just looking for you know for people's feedback and comments. And it was basically it said, it said uh, you have two weeks. Money's not an issue. Where do you vacation? And people are throwing up Tahiti, <laughs> Europe, Ireland. And this, this shows you what condition my vehicles are in. My first thing says, I'm renting an SUV. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not taking not any taking my I'm vehicle. Because I would get, you know, but they run great, but it's uh, just my, you know, I'd get, I'd get three counties over and Tranny goes out. So I spent my two weeks uh, getting a Tranny put in. So rent an SUV. Pack the cameras, the podcast gear, and just start driving. Mm-hmm. Similar to that. I was thinking, like, going through the South again. I haven't been through there since the early 80s, mm-hmm. mid-80s. But uh, Got to go through there in the fall time. Yeah. Then head up towards the East Coast, yeah. see all the trees. Yeah. yeah. 
My mom did that when it, when I they her, my mom and dad continued the trip and I came back. Nice. We had family in Mississippi and we did. The, I've done a couple of trips and spent summers in Mississippi. Oh yeah. Worked for the Columbus Post Dispatch shooting high school football games in '85. Oh, 85. very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Sm- Macon, Mississippi. Small. The smallest. The one of the Knoxby County was the point. And this was in '85 and I went back in '86. Knoxby County was the poorest county in Mississippi. Mississippi was the poorest state in the, the union, union. Yep. and the town of Macon was considered the the bottom of Knoxville County. Wow! And that's where we stayed, M- Macon, Mississippi. Wow! <laughs> it was fun. That was very. But you know what? You remember it, right? Coming from the melting pot of the San Francisco Bay Area mm-hmm. to Mayberry mm-hmm. was a shocker. But it was nice. It was an mm-hmm. interesting, interesting couple of uh, couple of visits. But that's the. I went out in July of 84 and came back in November, December, and then in 85, same thing, August or so, and then I came back in October, and my mom and dad went back and went oh, up wow. to New England. And that had to be a cool trip. Me. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was – and that, that – so, anyway, what I was saying is this guy posted what would be your favorite vacation, and everybody was throwing these exotic locales, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to spend two weeks – Right. Sitting on a on a beach with my, you know, in the sun, drinking a cold drink. But I could technically do that, and we do it every once in a while by going to have a soup okay. and laying on the sand and yep. and hot and heat. But I'm not learning anything. I'm recharging. Mm-hmm. If I had unlimited money, which was what this post was, I can go and veg out for free. I can do yeah. that now. Yeah. But if I have the resources and the time and the money to pay for the trip, I want to learn something and I want to be able to experience something. Mm-hmm. And for me, I I think it would be, I would it would be the ultimate experience to be able to drive, not fly. No, you miss a lot. No, but four just, hours at a time, five hours at a time, get to a spot and hang out. You mentioned Seligman. Mm-hmm. When we go, when we do our trips, we go a couple times a year to California, visit family, yeah. whatever. Going back. My my nephew Zachary's getting married in March. We're going to go out for a few days, and uh, whenever we drive the forty, I don't care if it's ten a.m. or three a.m. I always pull off in Seligman. Yep. And do my wife? What are we doing? Do we need gas? Nope. I like to see the neon. Yep. I like in the daytime. I like to see the mural. A lot I of like people to- don't know Cars. The movie yeah, Cars yeah. was modeled after Peach Springs and Seligman. The, the documentary on the end yeah. of that, they interview Angel. Yeah. And, it's, and so it's just cool. I like to. I'll, I'll just. I do it in Ashford too. It's Ashford's only a couple of blocks, but I'll do that if we're going up. I pull off. Go up one side. Yeah. <laughs> there was a. I think Juan Delgadillo, the, uh, an angel. Yeah. And uh, I, I, pl- I used to play every now and then with JD, who's running it now with his wife. Y- you would go in there, and it was the old fashioned. I remember the first time going into the snowcap, he asked if I wanted mustard on my hamburger. And I said, Yeah. And he took the mu- yellow mustard thing and he pointed at me and went, Pwee! And this long yellow <laughs> string, but it wound up on, it looked like mustard just going all over me. And the look on my face was like, I'm about ready to reach over this counter here. Uh, and man. then he goes, do you, do you, do you want a, a, a Sunday? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, here's a spoon. And he'd hand me with a hole in it. <laughs> and he goes, well, it's holy. <laughs> it's <the> holy. <laughs> so he would, he would do that to all the kids. Yeah. Even the, the, the tough guys would come in yeah. and, and you know, they're like doing Harleys. this. But the girl, their girlfriends, their wives are laughing. Yeah. But it is a very – if anybody's listening to this that would like to take a road trip, Sligman is a really cool town. And it, it's ah, 40, 45 mm-hmm. minutes away. It's nice. It is, especially from here. It's, you know, that's what I love about uh, – my folks live outside of Sligman. And being when I was in you know Tempe, it was a three-hour drive up there. And by yeah. moving up here to Chino Valley, I'm an nice. hour away now. You know, so it's 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 a, it's a nice thing. So, so what do you got playing up here? What's 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 on what's on your schedule? You'd mentioned last week when we were trading some messages last week. You were heading down to Anthem, I think. The, yeah, the following day, did that, that was last did Friday. That. Um, I got a well. Got? I'm I'm working on a solo album. I've got pretty much. I got to go in and do a couple more tunes. And uh, in that album, I'm going to have Will Ackerman on there uh-huh. uh, from Wyndham Hill. I'm going to have uh, Tony uh, Tony Levin from Peter Gabriel. Bass. He's going to be on a couple of songs. I, I, that's my next goal for next uh, 
next spring. I want to really have that ready nice. to get released. Now, where are you recording that? I'm recording that. I've recorded some of this at uh, Will Ackerman's studio in Vermont, uh, up in Brattlesboro, uh, Wyndham County. I went up there and did some sessions up there nice. with him and uh, his engineer, Tom Eaton. And then I've done some of it um, here, and then I'm going to be going in and uh, probably uh, I'm probably going to be going over to uh, John Herrera, uh, Herrera's uh, Clamsville uh, Studios in Chandler uh, to use him, and then to nice. finish up on a couple of the other songs. And Jason Southerd uh, in Chan- uh, he's in Mesa. I like to I like to have different uh, engineers and uh, people uh, treat my songs. You start getting the different influences and the different But nuances. each one of them listen to the guy that I just think is one of yeah. the most, as far as instrumental acoustics, Will Ackerman. They've all listened to his music, yeah. and they have tried to emulate what he does. I don't want to sound like him, but I want the quality yeah. to be like yeah. that. And uh, this December 7th, we're going into that same studio, Jason Southerd's, with uh, Becky Dalkey. Oh, um, nice. We're going to be recording her album. Um, cool. So I'm going to be doing some acoustic work with that, and you know, co-producing uh, with nice. her for that. So we got some. She's got some. Becky's really been writing some great material. Uh, her newer stuff. I love her older stuff, but her newer yeah. stuff seems to have come from a different place. Kicked it up a notch. It has, yeah. and and so she's uh, noticed. We, I just have just grown to love her stories yeah and so with that and then i'm also going to be playing with um you know the one and only leslie earl lyman <laughs> arizona's own troubadour <laughs> and i you owe me five bucks for saying that leslie <laughs> leslie earl not a serial killer lyman no <laughs> the, you know i i enjoy names. He's, yeah he's up there and you know all joking aside i, I enjoy his his uh his songs yeah. so for me to sit behind him and play and um to have him interested in me accompanying him on those is a, a i want to be able to enjoy the people that i perform with nice recap again we're we're about there at okay that time. i know recap again where uh folks can get the uh the album that you guys were touring with where they can see clips of the uh mm-hmm. the uh the video and the doc and the record label itself? Yeah, the record label is Heart Dance Records. And you can catch uh, a lot of the videos on YouTube, um, Heart Dance Records website. Speaking of death. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ladies you and say, gentlemen. You say his name You say times. his name three <laughs> times and he appears. <laughs> Leslie Earl Lyman. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, just sitting here. We were talking nothing but nice about you, weren't we? Now we got to change that. Oh, up. crap. Well, I'd like to point out that you saw me and said, oh, my God. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. That was a compliment, man. <laughs> now we're just getting ready to button up here. But, yeah, um, the, you can go to YouTube, check out a lot of the videos with Sherry Finzer, F-I-N-Z-E-R, uh, DarrenMahoney.net. You can uh, come out and see some shows. I've got, I'll have got. i be up in... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll be up in... Um, Sedona, uh, December 8th, and the week after that at the, uh, the Talakapaki at the nice. chapel. They're playing Christmas songs and stuff like that. Cool. And yeah, just going to be around. Check out Leslie Earl Lyman here and Becky Dalkey. And um, check out my Facebook. I like to kind of keep people informed on what, what's going on there. But again, uh, Mile High Radio Show, dude. Yeah. You're Matt. You're a wonderful dude, man. I appreciate this is it. The wrap up. So, so make, sure, make sure you weigh in on whether or not Darren should have a goat at his house. I'm just saying. A goat? <laughs> yeah, there's a. Well, big... we were talking about barbecuing. Yeah, we could be doing that. Good stew. And remember in 2018, think Darren Mahoney for City Council in Chino Valley, Arizona. <laughs> we, already, we, got the, we got the poster. Jesus, that was great, dude. That was awesome. Uh, again, want to thank Eric and uh, and the folks here at Big Daddy E's Barbecue, BDEBBQ.com. Follow them on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and, of course, check out their video, uh, their website, where very soon you'll be able to place your orders online. Come on in, pick them up, or, uh, or uh, when the weather's uh, allowing it, and especially come spring and summer, sit back out in that patio and hear some of these fine musicians we've been talking about playing out there. And, uh, and that's it. Oh, a uh, couple things. Check our 
Facebook page, Mile High Show, as well as The Mile High Show, Twitter and Instagram for updates. we got a couple of big events coming up and a lot of fun and, uh, and more info on our anti-sponsors coming up shortly. <laughs> I am looking forward to that. Thanks, Darren. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys.